Yeah, it would have been. Uh, are we all in agreement about Gordon Lightfoot, or are we going to have some silly argument? Oh, God, I don't know how anybody could argue about yeah. him. I love how the guy. You, how could Jesus. you not? Yeah. It was great. Just, I love Dylan's quote. Yeah. Uh, Kathy retweeted it. The rare talent. Uh, I'll have to find it to give it to you exactly. Sounds like Kathy, the first wife, might have been a handful. Yeah, I think Gordon was the no go zone. Gordon <laughs> might have had the wandering eye, and uh, he might have been a bit thirsty too. I, there's a documentary on. Uh, um, Amazon Prime that I watched about him. Fascinating. Really cool. Well, didn't oh, all be... the hip cats hang around his house? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Here's uh, Dylan's quote. I can't think of any Gordon Lightfoot song that I don't like. Every time I hear a song of him, it's like, I wish it would go on. It would last forever. Yeah. There's a scene, and I don't remember what documentary, Joe, when you were talking about his house, where they all went to his house, all the Dylan, yeah. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And he's Gordon is obviously extremely stoned, yeah. And, and watching Joni Mitchell perform, and he he looks like you know he's he's in heaven because yeah. he's got that stoned you know weird look. But yeah, they all used to hang out apparently every time people went to Canada. That's where they went. Well, he probably had nice digs somewhere in Toronto. Yeah. Come down, you better take care. It's kind of disrespectful for you to try that. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> so. We're having a guest. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, what the hell's his name? Hmm. That's a good place to start. Yeah. The, uh, the, What's the, your name, Bob? They're voting on the Family Leave Act today. That's 12 weeks of paid leave that's three months and uh we have uh thanks to zipco we have a fellow john reynolds john reynolds who is the director of uh what is he the director of (laughs) did you read the text what the hell is he the director of joe he's he's with the national federation of independent businesses minnesota chapter he used to work for the legislature. He can talk us through how bad this bill is. How bad of an idea. Yeah. This uh, you is... know what? Do you want a silver lining already for that? No. With the breakdown of the... What's his name? John Reynolds. John Reynolds. With the breakdown of conventional family, people aren't going to be having kids. Uh, <laughs> what fucking... Careful. What, what frickin' what planet are you living on? <laughs> well, what is the current status? Well, you, you get some time off. So basically, kid, Joe, right? this is, yes, but if you're a full-time employee, this is, so let's say you're a, a part-time, not a part-time, but let's say you work in the service industry, you're a waitress or you're a bartender. Yeah. Well, those people don't have benefits. Yeah. So that's basically people that are in those types of positions. You don't show up, you don't get paid. If you're a, a lawyer with Fagri and Benson, well, you've got, and pretty, you have a baby, do you get twelve weeks off? If you're the f- mother, you get twelve weeks right now. My wife did twelve weeks. That's 12 three weeks. months. Yep. that's three months. You got, you well, then what's what's yeah. what's this bill for? 
This is for all me- for anybody who works. Didn't I just explain that? I this know, is- but I don't know if I believe you because you probably got her off Twitter. Ooh. Okay, then I'm not talking. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, how no, do you ahead. know? How do you know it's just for waitresses? No, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm already done. <laughs> this is for Joe. This is for people that don't that wouldn't currently have benefits with their with their employer. Oh, okay. Not not just waitresses, but this is anybody. So this could be an Uber driver, including. Right. Well, Uber drivers work for themselves, so they're independent contractors. Th- that's a bad reference. Um, but basically, this is going to cripple small business. Well, who does the Uber driver get his his or her twelve weeks off from? He does. Nobody. They don't. Well, Nobody. I can't believe the DFL wouldn't address that. Well, it'd be just it'd be the same as as me and Rook. We, I have an we, idea. We're independent contractors. We don't get 12 weeks off of family leave. I have an idea. How about we stop effing guessing and we let John explain it? This yeah, and I got to get going. So let's go. Fratelloni's hardware. I wish I would have seen Gordon Lightfoot. I know somebody who saw him about five years ago and said it was great. Do you ever read any of Dorothy Kilgallen's stuff? Sure. Dorothy Kilgallen. You did? I have. Joe. What? You're going to have Fratellonis. Yep. The Rip. Yep. The Aqua. Yep. EcoFun. Yep. And Mueller Memorial. Kennethy? Kenneth? Yeah. Maple Grove. Okay. DK Mags, ProTurf, and Tri-State, please. John, your news is also brought to us by ProfessionalTurf.com. Okie dokie. Boy, my lawn is green, green, green. That's because it's rained for 10 months. Right? Yeah, and we lost snow, too. Yeah. Is the lamb snow. done for a while, I wonder? No. I don't believe so. Well, hold on. Now let me go check. Oh, actually, they might be. They might be taking a hiatus. I see. As we like to say in the business, Joe. I see. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Store. If you could read my mind, love, what a thoughts my ta- what a tale my, my thoughts could tell. He made a lot of baby making music, didn't he? Hey, I don't know if yeah, that's, we'll uh, that probably way. not. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, Chris. No, he wasn't no. like Marvin Gaye. Hey, why don't you finish editing, there, uh, <laughs> Junior? I think Marvin Gaye's family sues anybody that where they hear a, a riff that sounds yeah. like well, Marvin. Prince did the same thing. <laughs> I don't what? hear the Ed Sheeran thing at all. Although I got friends that say, "Oh, it's exactly the same," but I, I don't hear it at all. As Gordon Lightfoot. No, no, he's Ed Sheeran's being sued by Marvin Gaye's. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, uh, which song? Um, an, song Ed, an, an Ed Sheeran song. What's going on? What what what's the name? No, it's not. I don't let's know. go. I don't it's Ed Sheeran. It's let's get it on. Is let's the Marvin Gaye song that we're yeah. worried about? And yeah. Ed Sheeran. Matthew, I finally got a hold of her yesterday, and yeah, sorry, uh, I couldn't help. Now I have the phone number. You um, got the secret number? Will you share that with me, please? The uh, direct number to the office. 
really? the actual office, not her desk. Okay. But that's the only way you're going to get satisfaction. Do not call the number they give you. Hopefully under you'll any, share that with me. I will. Okay, uh, as a matter you. of fact, I'll text it to you. Okay. Under I, no circumstances should you call their official number. It, it It's seven minutes back? of pure hell. Pure. I hell. want an answer on that Star Tribune columnist. I want it as soon as possible. Is he, is he? Did he quit? He has yet to have a cartoon. Uh, did he ha does he quit did he just email him and say what's i did the email deal? him yesterday well do it again why were we protesting yesterday i don't know some communist thing because oh, we were blocking traffic and stuff right yeah mm. thinking out loud chris that's the song. really ed sheeran song i actually like that song that's a good tune rattaloni's hardware <clears throat> and garden stores you are in my contacts as guess as yes no, as guess. Guess what, what I've got you call on. Dumb, dumb. Dumb, dumb. No, Matthew. Matthew, damn it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Give that to your whole family, including your uh, daughter, who agreed with me. Who are you trying to call? <clears throat> Never, no, no, we're not, we're not saying. McLaren not. has changed her tune as a result of the bank that they bought uh, Learn to Learn with, the tutoring place. They didn't supply her with checks uh, for payroll. So Mick and I had to spot her the money for her first payroll. Why don't you uh, find me that cartoonist? Joe, are you ready? Yep. Thanks, Kenny. Rolling. Yep. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1069, May 2nd, 2023. And for the second day in a row, the record high for this day was 91 degrees, established in 1959. Man, they had a nice little stretch. There, Man, huh? what's going on? Wow. 24 degrees in 1875 and 1961. You're all getting your fishing boats tuned up. You're getting ready to go. It's going to happen. It's going to happen momentarily. And today's ice outs are brought to you by Ripple Lip University. If you're a fisherman, Ripple Lip provides instructions to set up, tweak, and dial in your electronic stuff, your Hummingbird, Garmin, their Lowrance Marine Electronics through an app. They have an app that uh, I, it's amazing because uh, I don't I don't even understand the electronic use of the stuff to find fish. You don't, huh? But they have an app that'll <laughs> straighten it all out. Visit Ripple Lip, uni, Ripple Lip, one word, university.com for details. We have ice out on Lake Minnetonka today in 1950. In 2013, and we have ice out on White Bear Lake today in 1965. If you want a lake home or have a pond on your property, call Aquaside. Get rid of the junk that keeps the kids from jumping in. They're freaked out. They say, get rid of that stuff. Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a line of lake products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae they're easy to use they work quickly we hear from glers who use it all the time aquaside is registered with the epa and dnr and their products are safe for you and your family don't let weeds overtake the whole setup this summer call aquaside they'll identify your problem your place will look great call aquaside at 1-800-328- 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, 
and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Some musician deaths jump right to the top, don't they? Gordon mm-hmm. Lightfoot has died at the age of 84. And we're all in agreement for a change. We're not going to have any arguments. We all loved him. Uh, many musicians loved him, including Dylan. Neil Young, you know the you know the story. If you could read my mind. Oh my God, what a great tune. Yeah. Anyway, he's gone. So amazing lyrics. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Gordon Lightfoot. If you could read my mind, it's a fantastic really? documentary. Can I say it into my microphone? You have the prime. Yeah. yeah. So I just go to the microphone and say, Gordon Lightfoot, if you could read my mind, how, and maybe she'll come up. How old is it, Kenny? I don't know, Chris. Oh. Just no further questions. We're going to have a guest <laughs> coming up, a guy named John Reynolds, who's the head of the Minnesota chapter of the National Federation of Independent Businesses. And you're wondering, why are we going to have him on? Well, why? I'll tell why you why. What's, what the hell? The House of Representatives, uh, as we speak, is taking up a bill that would create a statewide pam, uh, family leave and paid medical leave policy. Uh, the bill would offer Minnesota workers up to 12 weeks of paid family leave and up to an additional 12 weeks of paid medical leave. As I say, House members are meeting as we speak, and Mr. Reynolds can help us understand why this quite possibly might be a bad idea right uh, as it stands now if you work for a company with benefits for example and you have a child mom could stay home for a while is De- that depending upon your company's benefit portfolio yes right and that's up to the company and Correct. that wouldn't have anything to do with the government nor should it but yes but now the government given that they're they run the table now they own all three houses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh three branches what the government intends to do if i'm understanding this correctly and mr reynolds can help me in the event i'm wrong you could work at a uh, takeout fast food restaurant for example with uh, no benefits if any right and uh you'll if this passes you would have 12 weeks of paid leave this might be just without me knowing a lot about it. This sounds devastating. The sentiment, the sentiment is in the right place. I kind of understand why they'd want to do this, but it will cripple small business in the state of Minnesota. Well, I'm thinking of hardware stores, for example. Right. I'm thinking of a lot of places. That, do you know after um, my wife had her first child and each child after that, uh, how long my family leave was? Zero. I'll see you tomorrow. Why, yeah. why would you have had family leave? She spouse, had the baby. Spouse, I'm stressed out. This is a tough pregnancy for me. I'll yes. see you tomorrow. You all I, all Congratulations. I I'll see you tomorrow. All I know is about your wife having a kid and you called as a hot dog eating champion yeah, from the hospital. Was, uh, <laughs> uh, Nagashogi? Yeah. Ah, very fast. Ah, like rabbit. Fast. Who's the rabbit? You have to know that the DFL knows that yeah. this is going to cripple small business. So what is their motivation for continuing if, okay. they, if they know this? What's going to happen to those businesses? They're going to be tight on money, and they're going to find maybe well, we some have, of the we, have, we have an expert that will come Well, on. they're going to you know fail. What? Trumped. Trumped. No pun intended. They'll come, uh, come on and tell us. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's, well, it's another crucial moment in what's happening to the state. Yeah. What, when's the last time, I think I'm echoing Jordy, when's the last time... 
that DFL ever voted for something on behalf of responsible people. I'm not saying that if you work at a fast food place, you're you're irresponsible. You mean here locally, the uh, yeah, state? Yeah, I'm saying taken okay. generally speaking. When when is the last time liberals? Let's just make it that. Take it out of Minnesota. When's the last time liberals ever advanced a notion on behalf of responsible people? Are you aware of the mortgage kerfuffle? Sure, am Joe. Up? Yeah, I am. What, what in God's name is <laughs> this? I, I've never seen anything so backwards and upside Joe, down and this inside is out. About equality. This no, is it's about a, it's about Marxism. stupidity. <laughs> it's going to lead to so many failures. State treasurers and other top financial figures from 27 states on Monday urged President Biden to end what they said was an unconscionable policy of forcing people with good credit scores yep. to subsidize mortgage loans of higher risk borrowers. Makes perfect sense. Biden's plan was outlined just a few weeks ago by the Federal Housing Agency and is set to take effect today, meaning uh, yesterday. The plan is aimed at helping lower-income borrowers afford their monthly mortgage payments. It would do so by forcing people with good credit scores to pay more each month for their mortgages, extra payments that would be credited to the loans of higher-risk borrowers. I love it. Can what's, you imagine? What's, what's the wow. saying I'm thinking of from each, from those who can to those? What's the Marx phrase? Bite the hand that feeds No, the you? Marx phrase for, uh, from each uh, who can to those who can't, or what the hell was this? From phrase? many to few, from loaves uh, to fishes. Much is much is expected. What's that one? No, that's not from it. whom much is given, much is expected. Well, that's that's different. That's okay. morality. <clears throat> to uh, each according to his needs. Yes. Uh, from each according to his to ability, his ability to each according to his needs. Well, that's what this is. That doesn't work. Karl Marx is the because then <laughs> because then those with the ability are swamped, and it's over. In fact, you know what? I think we should take this a step further. That's in addition to, um, Joe. Can you just give me a check each month to cover my mortgage? No, I can't. <laughs> but you know what? It said twenty-seven state treasures. I bet Minnesota is not among them. I mean, you have a you have Hold a on. trifecta here. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> No, I said I bet Minnesota is not among oh, the state not. treasurers oh, okay. confronting this. You have a trifecta of the mystery running and ruining this state. They're probably all for this. Oh, absolutely oh, they are. Right. Yeah. The controversial policy has been attacked by both Republicans and Democrats, including Obama's former federal housing administrator. On Monday, uh, financial officers from 27 states weighed in and said it was clear the policy was a mistake even before it took effect. Well, it, it's obviously a mistake because it's not American. It's not capitalism. It's not freedom. It's not convention. But we always ask this question when, when insane ideas like this seem to surface, and it's what's the, what's the bigger game here? Because obviously, you know, the puppet master is behind the president. It just seems like they're dead set on financial ruin in this country, because that's what this is. It's already clear that this new policy will be a disaster, these state treasurers wrote. The policy was proposed by the Federal Housing Agency Finance Agency Director Sandra Thompson, and it is set to take effect. It took effect 
yesterday. Well, did this did this get a congressional this, vote? This or started, was this, yeah, this was passed last week. The policy will take money away from people who played by the rules and did things right, including millions of hardworking middle-class Americans who built a good credit score and saved enough to make a strong down payment. Incredibly, those who make down payments of 20% or more on their homes will pay the highest fees, one of the most backward incentives imaginable. It noted that the forced extra payments will be used to hand out better mortgage rates to people with lower credit ratings. Others said that the plan would make it easier for people with shaky credit histories to afford more expensive mortgages, a move that could put more people at financial risk. Well, home ownership is a worthy goal, but you're forcing the subsidization of it. This is this is unconscionable. So uh, let's see. I need to go out right now and get as many credit cards to lower my credit score. This is one of Biden's equity initiatives. I told you. The right way to solve the problem is not to use the power of the federal government to penalize hardworking middle-class American families by confiscating their money and using it as a handout, the treasurers from 27 states wrote. The right way is to implement policies which will reduce inflation, cut energy costs, and bring lower interest rates. Isn't that the truth? You're doing this while you're handcuffing our own energy production. You're doing this, which drives up gas prices. Mm -hmm. You're doing this while inflation is running rampant and people are having a hard time at the at the grocery store. And now you're going to introduce this idea that because you could afford to pay your mortgage and got a good credit rating, we're going to, therefore, your mortgage will be higher and we'll give a better mortgage to somebody who can't afford it. This is not an American uh, way of doing business. The uh, John Height, can you see any good in this? I, I cannot, and I was uh, unaware of this until right. you just presented it yeah. to me. The uh, other thing to keep it. in mind, gentlemen, is in the first couple of months of this calendar year, we've already done so much damage raising the uh, the interest rate in general that the housing market has plummeted because of the direct result of this administration. This will even further cripple that. The letter was signed by treasurers auditors, and commissioners of revenue, and other top officials. Let's see if Minnesota makes the list. Okay. From Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, West Virginia Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Minnesota did not sign the letter. Is Wisconsin a blue state? Uh, I think it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But this shouldn't even, well, I guess in today's world, this would fall along party lines. But in a saner United States, this would have received bipartisan support to condemn such a thing. I mean, you even have an argument for saying the old way of doing it, bad credit and not having enough money for a down payment or being able to afford a mortgage, saved those people. It saved them from the agony of bankruptcy and losing their house and having a bad credit score for 10 years. That's right. And now, well, you know what's happening now. Now it's everybody's problem. And the other thing to keep in mind is there are a number of programs that are currently out there for people that have you know, deficiencies, whether it's their credit, there's all sorts of different programs that you can, 
that you can utilize that how, the government has nothing to do with and shouldn't. How will the left punish people who've already paid off their house? Oh, it's mm. that's probably next. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we truly, You're asking for a friend, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I think I'm asking yeah. on behalf of a lot of people. You, I know, yeah. Uh, I, I think you're actually believe. working on that, Joe. Uh, I just read something last week about that very subject. Um, you're funning me, aren't you? No. You're having a laugh. You're funning me. You're having a laugh. No. Um I'll get back to the, you. The ru the ruination of everything that once seemed normal uh, is incredible. Uh, Here's the other thing that should alarm everyone. Plus, these are the same people that would prefer you weren't in a house That's anyway. exactly what I was just going to say. They would just assume you'd be in one of the Soviet-style boxes. You should be a renter. And not have a car and be on the light rail. There you go. You and the CP getting a nice little condo, huh? <laughs> Looking good, Billy Ray. Well, I, I think this dovetails nicely into talking with... Oh, no question. Yeah. John Reynolds from the National Federation of Independent Businesses. He used to work for the state le art legislature. I, I don't know in what capacity. We'll, we'll, find out. we'll learn many of those things. Uh, I really... Uh, you know what? It's a good time to talk about... It's a, it's a good time to talk about sadness. Whoa. <laughs> Well, I you know, Mueller Mueller Memorial, it's about sadness when someone dies and you have to plan a funeral and uh, that can be a sad time, but I know for from personal experience and because I know the family that Mueller Memorials, MuellerMemorial.com takes these difficult and sad times of life and they turn them into something that uh, ends up celebrating the life of a, a well-lived life of a loved one. They've been doing this for more than 70 years, three generations of family. I, I know the man who runs Mueller Memorial, Scott Mueller, good guy. He is a, a guy that knows how to take care of difficult details. Uh, he also has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. It's free. If you go to the MuellerMemorial.com website, if they still have copies left, it answers every question you could possibly have about death, grief, and funerals, but in a way that will leave you unfrightened and it'll relieve your anxiety. Put these you are, at ease. These are great people, great people to put you at ease at a difficult time in life. Sadness, of course, is a part of it, but they help you understand that grief in a really great way. MuellerMemorial.com. What I think I was referring to is the new proposal on the capital gains tax, where it's at 20% oh. now, and uh, he's trying to double it to 39.6. But that's that affects an estate above a certain amount of money, right? Oh, I, I wish. I, I think it's 500,000. No, it's 5 million. This is I one think of those things million. I should not is, even bring is up. Is there a smaller one that's 500,000 or more? Geez, I hope not. 
No, I'm at a smaller percentage point. No, I, I think to uh, I think you pay estate taxes on what you leave behind I over gotcha. five million. Which is completely unfair to, for example, farmers who might not have made a lot of money as income during their life. But now that land and the buildings and whatever could be worth $7 million to their kids. Then they get stuck just eating it all up in taxes. It's a bad scene. Uh, This is a bad, bad way to run a country right now. Yeah. This is really dumb. I just looked at some examples of how this would work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yes, uh, because you, you, I mean, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's still ridiculous. You'd pay 400 more bucks if you have a good score than you would previously. Yep. And people with a score under 650 would be paying literally half of what they were paying before for fees when they buy a house. It's uh, Gentlemen, I got news for you. This is this is the first step. Wait till they come after the people that already have, you know. I think what's driving this is this twisted ideology that if you don't have what everybody else has, it's because you've been victimized by a system that's unfair. Mm-hmm. You've been victimized. It's so easy, though. It's you, such an easy. You, I know, but this is what they're safe. operating on. It's a failed academy principle. You're being victimized by white patriarchy that everything in the country was founded by white founders and everything was white and it's all evil and wrong. And therefore we're here to straighten it all out for you. Capital gains. To make it worse. To to make it worse instead of the best country in the world. It also applies to smaller amounts too. It relates to the increase in value of stock or a home or whatever. And it, I think it's over 500 K in profit on the sale of a house. That's what I thought. <laughs> Double barrel. So, uh, we shouldn't have this conversation. I'll save yep. it. I'll save, save that. This save that for when we're not but, on the stage. <laughs> uh, my future is doomed, basically, um, with this capital gains thing. Uh, get John Reynolds on the phone and let's go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get uh, let me get you a phone. You can't call. make yeah, me. Yeah, can't make. Actually, he can. <laughs> he can. Ken, you ready? Here's my new proposal for Garage Logic, mm-hmm. and this affects me and John and Reavers and Matthew. Joe should do the show alone. <laughs> I think the show would be way better. Okay, see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. You want me to show Quick. you how to use Audacity? Yeah. I, I just... Would I, I have to sit there? Yep. Hey, uh... Wait. I just think the show would be really good without the four of us. <laughs> Bring her Sorry. down like an anchor. I don't. Bring Sorry. her down like an anchor. <laughs> oh, I do. Hey, I'm waiting here. I see. You're waiting patiently, too. Not really. Okay. I'm rolling. <laughs> This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, still doing another sale. World famous Liberty Safe, the best built safe you can buy. Full lifetime transferable warranty, best fire protection in the business. Rich, uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he's the owner there. Doing the old dads and grads sale. It's going on for, wait a minute. 
but let me check the calendar. Oh, through Thursday, the 4th, that's this week. You can save up to $400 on select Centurion models. If you need a budget-friendly and a secure safe, the Centurion safe, a great example of Liberty's level one security. It's also one of the top selling safes. The Centurion, yeah, it's economy price, but economy pricing doesn't mean you're gonna skimp on security. You've gotta stop into the largest Liberty showroom in Minnesota, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, or check out the website, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The sale on the Centurion line runs through this Thursday. Check it out, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. We're joined by John Reynolds. Hello, John. Mr. Shushere, how are you? Pretty good. We don't know each other. You come highly recommended. You are a member of the National Federation of Independent Businesses. Is that correct? I'm the uh, state director for the National Federation of Independent Business, and we represent uh, 10,000 small business owners all across Minnesota. And we uh, just got uh, done talking for a bit on the air about uh, this uh, new mortgage application in the country, which I find dreadful. If you can afford your mortgage, apparently you're going to have to subsidize someone who can't. And it seems to dovetail nicely into what you're concerned about. We're all concerned about as we speak. The uh, House is uh, wrangling with the Family Leave Act. Could you uh could you help us understand what is taking place? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, for having me on and giving me a chance to talk about this. Um, this is really uh, just a, a wild program that I think is going to turn into a boondoggle. Uh, so it's uh, the, called the Paid Family and Medical Leave Program, uh, and it would offer, depending on the version in House or Senate, it would uh, require every employer in the state to allow every employee uh, to take 20 or 24 weeks off per year. Uh, it would be paid for by a new payroll tax on employers and employees. Uh, it would be run by 400 new bureaucrats in St. Paul, would require a new IT system built from scratch, uh, and is really just it's going to upend the benefit set for every single employee in the state. So this is, if, you, if you like your benefits, you're not going to be able to keep them. What, would my employer uh, have to participate, for example? All employers would have to participate? It covers every single employer in the state down to one employee. Wow. Even if my employer uh, has its own leave plan in place, this would, uh, this would be independent of that, correct? Exactly. So if your employer, say, offers you six weeks of uh, paid parental leave and you know, a short-term disability policy to cover any, uh, you know, medical circumstance that may arise, but they also offer a 401k match or 100% of um, uh, medical premiums. Um, this goes on top of all of that, which is, of course, when you're talking about almost every employer, especially the small employers that NFIB represents, we're talking about a, a finite pie here, right? A finite right. amount of money that can go into your labor costs so you have this $1.5 billion payroll tax coming over the top, this expansive program, and that's going to upend the benefits set for every employee in the state. What You also work for the state legislature at some point in your life. Is that correct? Yes, I worked for the Minnesota House for eight years. So you can see this from both sides. What, what if, if we can see that this is so damning, why is it happening? Yeah, this is really an unusual bill. I mean, uh, 
I've read, you know, maybe 10,000 bills over the last 12 years, and I've never seen one that's, uh, that's written so poorly, that's so complicated, that's so complex. And the reason that is, is because this is a bill written by activists and academics. It's not written by people who've run businesses. It's extremely inflexible, uh, extremely complicated to comply with, um, and it's going to be probably the most expensive, most complex paid family medical leave program in the country for small businesses. And there's only 12 states that have them. Of course, 11 are mandates, and that's the path that the DFL has chosen to follow here in Minnesota. Give us, uh, uh, create a scenario for us to help us understand with the create a fictional small business and a fictional employee and help us uh, uh, walk through this. Sure. So I'll just take our average member. So NFIB, uh, our average uh, small business member, employs 10 Minnesotans. They have about half a million in annual revenue. So, you know, if you're talking uh, coming over the top with a, you know, with a 0.7% payroll tax, you're increasing labor costs. Uh, the bill allows, as it currently stands, the House bill allows a person to take up to 24 weeks off per year, broken into two sides. 12 up to 12 weeks for the employee's own medical issue and up to 12 weeks to bond with a new child or care for a family member. Um, so, you know, you're talking 10, uh, our average member with 10 employees, if one or two of them take three to six months of leave per year, uh, that's devastating. That's devastating. And, and some leaves are going to happen no matter what. People have medical issues that happens, um, but employers offer what they can offer, right? What works for them and their employees, and that's not limitless. Uh, so, if you're, especially at a time when the state is suffering from stagnant population growth, from a chronic workforce shortage, uh, you if you're you know, 10 employee shop and you lose one or two people for that amount of time, you're not going to be able to replace them. Uh, so you're going to lose sales. Uh, you're going to lose revenue. Um, it's going to be that much harder to keep your doors open. Okay. And, no, and you, you, you can't replace them because you can't afford to, or the bill would prevent you. Uh, first you can't afford, we probably can't afford to in most cases. Right. Uh, and the you know ability to find a temporary worker, especially like in a, in a skilled position. So if you're a small manufacturing firm, right and you need a skilled worker who understands how to operate complicated machinery, you're not going to be able to find a person like that to hire for, you know, two, three, four, six months. Um, but the the bill also more or less forces uh, small employers or all employers to hold the position open because when the employee goes out on leave, they are entitled to their job back uh, and, and not just their position, they're entitled to everything back uh, the same way it was when they left. So the same number of hours of overtime, the same shift, um, everything. Uh, and that's just impossible, right? Because if you're, it's a catch-22 for small businesses. You can't afford to hire a permanent replacement because you can't afford to have too many people working. Um, and it's impossible to find a temporary replacement. So the likelihood is you're going to leave that job open. Uh, and try to backfill through overtime or by shifting some of the responsibility onto your other workers, but it's going to be really, really tough. Okay. Let me, let me dumb it down even farther. I'm, I own Joe's tool and die shop and I have 12 employees and my best 
worker on a drill press happens to be a woman, Annie. Annie's now pregnant. She's uh, going to deliver. She, but this bill would allow her to be gone for three months. So if, I'm going to take this in steps. So far, am I correct? So I lose Annie. She's my she's the best person I've ever had on a drill press. And now my options are to hope somebody else among my remaining 11 employees can also work the drill press or I'd have to miraculously find someone willing to come in and work the drill press for three months, knowing that I I quite probably could not keep them. Is that correct? That's exactly right. And you'd have to pay both salaries. Yeah, I'd have to pay for the for Annie, who's at home, and then I have to replay for Bob, who walked through the door and said, "Yeah, I'll take a shot on your drill press for three months." And so the employer uh, has to continue to pay Annie's salary, in addition to now paying Bob's salary. You're paying the payroll tax, right, for Annie to use the state program. And then you're paying probably a premium if you on her replacement, if you oh. find a replacement, or you're losing sales, right? And that's the problem: is your revenue is going down or your labor costs are going up? Who pays Annie for the three months she's gone? Oh, Annie has the pleasure of applying to the new government agency that will administer this program. Right. Uh, and she'll submit uh, some kind of doctor's note or some sort of certification that she qualifies for leave. And uh, if the state decides that she qualifies, uh, however long that takes in, in other states, uh, it's taken up to 10 weeks for them to determine whether somebody qualifies for paid leave. Uh, and if she qualifies, the state will tell her how much leave she gets and how much she'll get paid. Uh, and under a very complicated wage replacement uh, formula in the bill, she'll she'll get a portion of her salary through the state program. What if uh, what if Joe's tool and die shop has its own program and and was perfectly willing to take care of Annie in the first place? So in theory, uh, an employer could pay a small administrative fee to the state to opt out, but their their uh, program, so their paid leave policy uh, would have to be identical to the state's. So you'd have to commit to 24 weeks. Wow. Uh, you'd have to commit to the same level of wage replacement or higher uh, and all the other terms and conditions um, that come with the program. No, but this also applies to Annie and Annie's significant other, who would be, let's just say, the father of the child. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, yep. So if you, yeah, and that's a nightmare scenario for because it's it's pretty plausible for a small business to employ both a husband and a wife. Right. Dang, we had our kids and at now, the wrong time. Now, Annie, Annie, Annie didn't marry a guy from my shop. She married a guy that works at Pete's Submarine Shop. But no, but this guy would also qualify right. for this same leave and this will require john uh, a new bureau bureaucracy of 400 new employees yeah it's wild um so to have a budget of about 70 or 75 million dollars a year Oof. 400 new government workers uh, a brand new it system and and you know you know you've been around you know how this has played out before minsure minlars we have a horrendous track record of trying to build out programs like this 
Um, and they just haven't been very successful, and they yeah. utterly failed to deliver on the promise. Yeah, Minsure is garbage um, from somebody who tried to get involved with it. It's an absolute piece of crap program. Yeah, it's it's like a website that looks like it was built in the 90s, but we spent $500 million of taxpayer money on it. John, let, let, John let's go back to uh, – are you a native Minnesotan? I am not. But I grew up uh, in southern New York. How long have you been in the state? Uh, 15 years. Uh, uh, are things right now uh, as difficult as you've found them to be in 15 years? This is uh, yeah. This is not the state that I moved to 15 years ago. Uh, and, and, you know, the paid family medical leave mandate is is just one of so many uh, mandates coming at employers right now, uh, and 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 increasing costs for both employers and employees. And the legislature this year, I've just never seen such a disdain for people who provide jobs, yep. right, who are who fund communities, um, who are the backbone of so many small town yeah. cities across the state. And there's just an absolute contempt for employers. And it's it's really sad to see because this is such a great state. Why? No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. Why? What's their motive? Why? Well, yeah, what I want to explore, John, is going back to the beginning. I asked you, if we all can see that this is folly, why is it being done? What ideological force compels this? Yeah, so there are um, – it's, it's a complicated answer, but the, the short way of answering it is that um, you know, there are national networks of, of, of pro progressive ideologues, right, who yep. pay to push this in every state. And when a state turns, um, you know, completely blue, like Minnesota did last fall, uh, they seize on that opportunity and they push as hard and as far as they can. And they dismiss the concerns of business owners. They dismiss the concerns of regular people. And they're pushing you know, a, a harsher version of copycat legislation that originated in places like California and New York and Washington. Um, but why? Why? We need to get to the why. Government dependence. Well, their, their stated reason, right, is that everybody deserves to have this you know, magical 24 weeks of leave and every employee, every worker deserves the exact same uh, benefit um, and and that applies to whatever mandate they're pursuing, not just paid family and medical leave. Um, but why? I mean, it's 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 control, right? It's all about control. It's fundamentally about control. It's about the government knows better than than you know the business owner created the business. But you'll be left controlling not very much at all because right. ultimately. It, it will fail. Businesses will weaken and close. Revenue streams will shrink. The end cannot possibly justify these means. No, but um, but we we you know we see this over and over. And I just I go back to Minter example, right? Like, did it make any sense to build for the government to build a half a billion dollar website when there were already plenty of commercial websites out there where you could shop and compare? For insurance plans? No, absolutely not. But they did it because, uh, you know, they just think that the government can do better than everyone else. John, I have kind of a loaded question, so bear with me. Uh, it was announced today that 3M is laying off an additional 1,100 employees at its Maplewood headquarters. 
Overall, it's reducing its 90,000 employee headcount by 10% around the world. Take it to just the state level. If this passes, and we have no evidence to suggest that it won't, but if it does pass, use your crystal ball. You're smart. You study business here in the state of Minnesota. What type of effect is this going to have in the short term and in the long term in the state of Minnesota? Oh, I think people will absolutely leave. And, and not only will, will some leave, right, uh, in case of, of larger businesses like 3M, I think you'll see more downsizing. I think you'll see uh, less expansion here in Minnesota, more expansion in, in more business-friendly states. Um, it, it, it just... It, it's not going to work, but they want it to work, right? Um, and and we've seen in other states that have these programs, like New York and California, for instance. Uh, the, you should you should hear the activists at the hearings in the state legislature here about this bill, right? It, it's the magic wand. It's going to cure all our problems. It's going to make us, you know, a, an island for uh, for people to move here. We're going to get more workers. Everything. But in New York and California had PFL programs for years, paid family medical programs for years, and they lost more workers than any other state in the country over the last three years. They each lost 250,000 workers um, among the many hundreds of thousands of people that they lost uh, in total population. So this is not a silver bullet, right? We're just taking more money out of small business owners' pockets. We're taking more money out of workers' pockets for some government dream um and, and we've seen that turn to a nightmare before uh if i'm not mistaken zainab mohammed barry deedsick and lindsey port or part are the authors uh, in the house to that name those names ring a bell yeah uh, yes so those are three of the senate authors the chief author in the senate is senator uh elise mann from uh Bloomington. and then the chief author in the house is uh representative richardson from uh do any of them have a business background? I don't think so. Off the top of my head, uh, uh, none, none that I think of. Yeah, yeah. All right. So thanks for painting a great so, picture. All righty. So it passes, uh, John. It passes. Then what's in, what's in store for the National Federation of Independent Businesses Minnesota chapter? Well, uh, we're going to keep on setting right down to the end here. Uh, this, you know, there's three weeks left in session. Um, there's still a, a ways to go for this bill. Uh, it's got to be passed by the Senate after the House, and then they'll have to go to a conference committee to work it out. And, you know, what we're looking for is uh, at least protect small businesses, if nothing else, at least protect small businesses. And we've got a number of things that we're hoping to see changed uh, before it becomes law, and we'll keep pressing. Uh, we've had a campaign going all year, uh, nfib.com slash MN tax hike. Um, and uh, we're just trying to keep the pressure on. John, uh, uh, with, your, uh, with your blessing, we'll stay in touch. I would love to. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you, John Reynolds, who is the head of the uh, Minnesota Division of the National Federation of Independent Businesses. And with that, I would like to take a. Well, a well wait a second. Shot. Yeah, a wait a shot. I, I want to start drinking again. I, uh, I know the final goal. It's the USSA, United Socialist States of America. I don't know how that can be hyperbole. I'm not, I'm dead, I'm serious. I don't know how that can be hyperbole. That's exactly 
what they're shooting for. If you're not setting out to ruin Joe's tool and die shop, you're setting out to put it on a leash that you control. Well, the other part to consider is you're putting on a choke chain. All of these small businesses, Joe's tool and die shop, mom and pops, you know, book bookstore, whatever, all of these independent places are now going to be forced to either close their door or sell to a higher governing body. It's an old game of the mafia. Destroy the business, take it over, yep. come in and save it. That's exactly what's it, gonna happen. That's what they're doing. It does Zayeb Mohammed know how to run a drill press at my tool and die shop? Doubtful. <laughs> they're protected because they're on the rail. Yeah, take a time out, please. Okay. Yeah. Man, he was good. I'm, hang on to him and his number. A minute. When I was on my phone, I was yeah, going to text him. Good Lord. It's just worse than we think. It's just worse than we think. Um, huh. but they, got, they cover themselves. you got to apply to the state. There'll be a new office. There'll be a new fund. And then, and then based on all the evidence we've seen, they'll all get screwed up. <laughs> but the part about... Thank if you're, let's say the Hubbard family chooses not to participate, because we have a, you know, decent pay, whatever, they have to pay a fee to opt out. Right. That's a joke. That's called CYA. It's, I, I would imagine their fee would be sizable. I bet it's, and a, it's a per I, employee. I, I bet it's per employee. I bet it's a, uh, what's the word I want? F? Group rate? <laughs> you want the F word? I bet it's a fee based on your, maybe your company's uh, annual revenue. Yeah. And, and I bet it's a per employee headcount, too. Know. I don't know. Jesus H. <laughs> We're all going to be eating, what is it, potatoes out of a barrel? Yep. You're going to have that smoker barrel going on the corner. And John, sorry if I stole your news story about 3M, but I Which thought was, it was Apple. Oh, I'll still, I'll still use it. That's fine. Yeah. Let's no go way. quickly. Let's go. Jesus got some. <laughs> hey, come Chris. Yeah. What, do you got a tea time or something? Yes, I do. <laughs> you suck. Wait, that's <laughs> golf. That's why. That's well, right. F. Well, I know he's right. Well, golf. we just downshifted into first year, my friend. Joe, uh, we'd like you to take this show a little more seriously, if yeah. you don't mind. No take your work seriously. seriously than I, do. <laughs> no, you do. I thought you had something else. Oh, no, this is important. This is very yeah. This is important. I hope the winds pick up to about 60 miles an hour. <laughs> but you aren't golfing with Mike, are you? Let's go. <laughs> I'm not ready. Well, neither am I. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I, I do. Need, I seriously do need a minute, Joe. Give me a second. Uh, helicopter fire right next to toilet. Toilet. Was that Patrick's notes? My yeah. notes. My extensive notes. Ago. Helicopter. Well, my helicopter in. Uh, yep. Send them to the museum for the Patrick display. Yeah. Toilet. <laughs> I had to fix it. Oh. Hang on. I have to play this because it is re. Yes. Hang on. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. The uh, wild could move away. I I'm sick of this bull. Move 
them to Dallas? Move them. Get them out of here. Dallas, we we don't deserve a yeah, NHL franchise. It's the same with the Timberwolves and the same with the yeah, Vikings. I don't care about those sports. I'm wondering if these teams are affected by mystery, the mystery. I'm wondering if the progressiveness in this state, this the utter ruin of the state, is somehow ideologically factoring into their play. Those guys don't have any idea what's going on in the real world. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an email newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Oh, that was weird. Sorry. They want these in, in the thing. Because they know we won't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ding, ding, well, ding, ding, ding. I guess I can't blame them. They, they do know us. <laughs> All right. You ready, Ken? Yeah. Uh, Johnny, throat uh, trip, I already told you, right? Yep, okay. Yes, sir. Okay. I got to itch my eye. Oh, we're going to John? Yes, sir. Right. No. Really not itching. Aren't we? I'll do a quick story and then not take a break, but go to John. Okay, gotcha. well, hold on, then I have to switch gears here. Just I gotta throw her into fourth, because third is just... <laughs> okay, okay, Chris, Time here we go. Gear up for Author's Corner. Yeah. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I could actually do this in 10 seconds. ProTurf, ProfessionalTurf.com will give you the best lawn in your neighborhood they'll also give you the best landscaping in your neighborhood professionalturf.com there done wow. but, but i want to give them a little more um oh, okay. their, their landscaping division i've seen them at work they're pretty amazing uh and what they did for us they can do for you they come out and they show you what it's gonna be before they even start huh? it's some kind of weird computer voodoo where they can show you how your backyard will look before they even put a shovel in the ground. That's really cool. Uh, and they can do it all. Trees, shrubs, mulch, rock, sod, pools, uh, patios, stone, concrete, doesn't matter what your dream is. They'll make it come true. The best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. You can see all of their work at professionalturf.com. The LGBTQ plus three vitamin B12 I minus seven <laughs> community yeah. has no sense of humor. Zero. There's a Republican councilman in Indiana. <gasps> oh, dang it. I had that audio too. Well, find it. He's okay. now my hero. He He's going viral. What's he doing? Well, he came out as a, a, a black lesbian woman. <laughs> Okay, and he's uh, his name is Ryan Webb. He's got five kids. He's married to his wife Brandy. He's a councilman for Delaware County, Indiana. But he raised eyebrows after he announced his gender transition on Facebook in a move that put some conservative commentators are interpreting as a joke. Webb himself has said that he's holding up a mirror to the political left to expose the contradictions in gender ideology as much after much consideration i've decided to come out and finally feel comfortable announcing my true authentic <laughs> self webb wrote it is with great relief that i announce to everyone that i identify as a woman and not just any woman but as a woman of color as well i guess this would make me gay lesbian also since i'm attracted to women and uh, he's having a lot of fun with this. He said that you can still call him Ryan or Councilman Webb, and I'm going to retain my pronouns of he and him. 
the announcement, Webb wrote, likely made him the first lesbian woman of color in the history of Delaware County yeah, they love those. to ever serve on the Delaware County Council. Congratulations. Well, he's getting threat death threats. Oh, now uh, that's where you're saying no sense of humor. That's what I have is the lefties losing their minds. I'd like to hear that. Okay. Yeah. Person Ryan Webb announced publicly on social media that he now now identifies as a lesbian woman of color. If he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. In none of my jobs in the last 21 years, and that is many, many jobs, would I have been permitted to mock and disrespect my customers. And if that were true, we would all be proud of you. And no one would be denying your right to do such things and to identify by your heritage. But your open mockery of these communities is insane. In order to demand for the resignation of Ryan Webb, the posts Mr. Webb made on April 12th were offensive on many, on many levels. After hearing these complaints, Ryan Webb responded. I'm being dead serious. You don't get to question me. You do not get to require proof from me. You will probably move it to help establish these rules and set the bar. Touche, right. Councilman. Touche. That's right. <laughs> the guy is pointing out what hypocrites they are. Right. Oh, this is brilliant. This is wonderful. Uh, and all these freaks are going crazy. Hey, you people are the ones that set the rules. You You're not supposed to question anybody. This is wonderful. What was the What was the one line we had a number of months ago? If someone is set to pretend, we're supposed to pretend along with them. Yeah. Right. So he's saying, uh, going forward, I will speak my truth and be open about who I am as a person and as how I perceive the complexity of my own gender identity. <laughs> we cannot let bullies, racist, hateful, and intolerant bigots silence our voices. Well, good for you, pal. It was a great joke. And you're having fun with your fellow people and they can't take it. So go, you know what? We're running out of people to say, go bleep yourself, but maybe that's what he's saying. I got an idea. Uh, you know who should step up in this situation? Hmm. Bud Light. Yeah. Make this guy the new spokesperson for Bud Light. <laughs> he's and now all these other people are saying, he's ridiculing me. He's misgendering me. Oh, go bleep yourself. What do you care, he's lady not telling guy? You, he's not telling you you can't be what you claim you are. Right. He's just saying he is too, and you don't believe it. You don't believe it because he's having fun with you, you morons. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> what a segue. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> kind of weird. Uh, this uh, news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. A red flag warning has been issued for most of the state of Minnesota today as high winds and dry conditions continue. Early this morning, the Department of Natural Resources said the warning will be in effect from noon until 8 tonight. Weather conditions mean fires are able to quickly spread and get out of control. Anyone who lives in an area listed under a red flag warning uh, shouldn't burn any materials today, and the DNR won't be issuing or activating any open burning permits. Campfires also shouldn't be used in those areas. It seems that nature has played a great role this spring in mitigating flood damage. You've had a very slow melt and high drying winds, and uh, the crest has come and gone, for example, in St. Paul. Right. And uh, we're, we're doing fine. So there you have it. Did you see our, uh, our guy, uh, Billy, out in uh, the St. Croix where the – I'll show you. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Despite a nearly $18 billion state budget surplus, Minnesota Governor Walls continues making the case for higher fees on fishing licenses, boat registrations, and state parks. He continued his push for including those fees in the new state budget by visiting 
A fish hatchery in St. Paul yesterday that's well over 100 years old hasn't had any major improvements since the late 1980s. The governor is proposing increasing fishing license fees for Minnesota residents from 25 to 30 bucks. Fishing boat registration fees would go from 27 to $59. Jeez, holy crap. For 17 to 19 foot boats, those boat fees are paid once every three years. An aquatic species fee would go from just over $10 to $20. State park fees would also go up from seven to 10 bucks daily and 35 to $45 for annual fees. So far, the House includes fee increases in its budget plan, but the Senate does not include using surplus money for some one-time uses. Department of Natural Resources Commissioner Sarah Stroman is negotiating with House and Senate members. A deadline to pass a budget is coming up in about three weeks, May 22nd. Quick question. John, John go back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, how long since the hatchery has had any? Get out of here. Uh, late 1980s. Okay, my, Finish question, my sentence. Finish my, my sentence. My question is, how long are you people going to get away with telling us that stuff hasn't been taken care of? You're the people that have been in charge. Take care of it. I was going down the avenue. What? What? You need fish and you need eggs or water and you need, you know, that's what much more does it need? No, but how long are they going to get away with saying, you know, we've ignored the roads with the, these roads? No, they even put it in the past, you know, in a third person. These these roads have been uh, ignored. Neglected. These these bridges have been neglected. These rivers have been neglected. Well, why? You are the morons that are there. Where did that hundred million dollars that was supposed to go to the bridges? Where did that go? Same with taxes. You are the people who write the taxes. I'm speaking federally now. If they're not fair, you write them. I'm going to use my stuff is sitting at wards right now. I'm going to use every ounce I can to not have to pay it. The best fisheries are the ones we already have in the wild. They're non, um, non-sporting non lakes where they plant uh, fry in the spring. The fry don't have a lot of enemies or predators in there. They pull the fry out as fingerlings in the fall, and then they go plant those fish in the various lakes. They, best, that's the best minnows? fishery. Yeah. No, not minnows. Walleye, oh. uh, whatever. Grow up to be big fish? <laughs> I knew that was minnows don't. But all kidding aside, for real, we have good, we take care of our hatcheries, and we're, we're in a good. No, we, ha- we haven't, Matt, for not since the 80s. We haven't taken care of a hatchery. Well, we need to do that, damn it. You know, I my cousin works at the hatchery. No, Uncle Terry. <laughs> Uncle Terry <laughs> worked, at the, worked at the hatchery. He hated the, the chicken hatchery. hatchery. He didn't like that. He didn't like the hatchery. He hated the hatchery. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the house earth was uneven. <laughs> Meanwhile, the House approved a bill Monday night to spend $104 million to fund treatment programs for public safety workers, mostly police officers suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, and to pay their wages and benefits while in treatment in hopes of putting more officers back to work and stemming the surge of PTSD claims across the state. The appropriation also would reimburse local governments for the medical insurance premiums they are obligated to cover when an employee is getting a pension disability benefits. The bill passed Passed 89 to 41 on a roll call vote with a number of Republicans joining the DFL majority and supporting it. Similar legislation in the Senate has had one committee hearing, another is scheduled for tomorrow. Former Minneapolis police officer Tu Tao has been found guilty of aiding in George Floyd's death. That verdict came yesterday after almost three full years after Floyd's killing in 2020. Tao is the last of the four officers involved to be convicted in his state case as Derek Chauvin was convicted of murder and manslaughter in 2021. Tao is now expected to get a sentence in the range of 41 to 57 months in prison. His sentencing date is scheduled for August 7th. 
Currently, he is serving his federal sentence and isn't expected to be released till August 2025, meaning he could serve his state sentence while in federal prison. Because he, he was the one standing behind the He vehicle, was the right? one Correct. Yeah, he was yeah. in front of the car. pretending to, to uh, keep pedestrians away. Gotcha. Yep. Staff member with the Minnesota Sex Offender Program in Moose Lake had to be airlifted to a hospital after a client beat him Monday morning, according to Minnesota Department of Human Services. DHS spokesman Christopher Sprung said the client came up to the staff member from behind and bludgeoned him with what's being called a heavy object. The MSOP employee fell to the ground. The client continued beating and kicking him in the head until other staff members could intervene. Sprung said the attack was unprovoked. 53-year-old staff member was transported via helicopter to an advanced care hospital. Carleton County Sheriff's Office says the client, 29-year-old Nicholas Liddell Aaron Jones, was taken into custody on suspicion of second-degree assault and fourth-degree assault. The Carleton County Sheriff's Office and DHS are both investigating the attack. Sounds like it, from the news, it was just completely unprovoked and yeah. messed that guy up really bad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. From the Star Tribune, Chris mentioned this earlier, 3M laying off 1,100 employees at its Maplewood headquarters. That's nearly twice as many Minnesota job losses as the company previously anticipated would be part of their sweeping cost-cutting plan of at least 10% of the workforce. Layoff notice follows last week's announcement that 6,000 jobs will be cut globally as the company embarks on a structural reorganization. An additional 2,500 manufacturing jobs are being cut as well, 3M announced in January. It's all fun and games until you run out of other people's money. Um, A Minnesota state senator found internet fame apparently reluctantly after casting his vote in a Zoom meeting Monday, well, shirtless and in front of uh, a background. Senator Calvin Barr, Republican, went to sound his vote on the Legislative Audit audit Commission when he appeared lying in bed with his shirt off and a still (laughs) image... Of the uh, Bill character from Schoolhouse Rock, you know, like, I'm just a Bill. I'm just a Bill. In, in the background. After giving a yes, but he quickly turns the camera upward and turns off the video. So it's a black screen that just shows the words Senator Cal Barr. Several people at the in-person meeting room are seen smiling in the background after the camera switches back. A GOP Senate spokeswoman said Barr had worked until 445 in the morning at his job as a truck driver and then went to bed Monday morning. She had no other comment on the vote or video. Uh, Commenters made memes out of the situation on Twitter. Twitter uh, user uh, at Roger Groh posted an image of a cockatiel drinking out of a cocktail glass with the text, unsee juice posted over the glass. The only thing I took from it is he actually works. He I know Cal. the only legislator that has a job. I know Cal. Cal uh, delivers gas. Oh yeah, you've met him. Yes, I've met. I uh, had many Truck good, driver. many good conversations with Cal. Actually, uh, standing but around. I, Cal, just, let me give you some, just some advice. When you're, and I'm a professional Zoom meeting guy. Oh, uh, we don't know that. During, <laughs> uh, but you just have to go full disclosure. When we had a company wide meeting during COVID, and uh, remember, <laughs> I was sitting in my backyard, and uh, I had a little uh, glass of water here. I, Twenty minutes into it, I said, "Hey, boss, how long you're, do I have wait. to?" Pre- you, you, you were. It was first suggested. The boss said, "Hey, if anyone wants to enjoy themselves, go ahead." And then you responded with, uh, "How long do I have to pretend that I haven't been doing that already from the opening of the meeting?" <laughs> Just for uh, this closure. The lineup of grandstand acts for the Minnesota State Fair is now complete with an announcement. Was the fair this year about a month long? I mean, uh, how many nights do they have here? They're, they're, every point. day they got a new act. Been in well, the news this, a lot. this is the last one now. The last act. All the nights are now full. Oh, uh, good. 
announced for September 1st, the second Friday night at the fair, the Jonas Brothers. Mm. Tickets go on Jonas. sale May 12th. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers on. What? We could have the Jonas Brothers on. I don't want on. them on. That's okay. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Just be kind of like the Gary Loris uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Gary Loris. See ya. Get out of here. Or Barry from um, uh, I don't know the Brady Barry. Bunch. I don't know a very, oh, very William. We'll uh, we'll come back with Wait some a more. second. Yeah. Speaking Hello. of uh, Barry, uh, the Brady Bunch, <clears throat> that uh, show has been appearing on my local TV channel along along with Happy Days. Yeah. What do you think? And, and I just have to say, Mrs. C, uh, Mrs. Cunningham, and uh, Mrs. Brady. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's out there now. Yeah. Where would you rank Mrs. Man. Brady, Mrs. C, and Mrs. Howell, Kenny? And what, what's your power rankings? Howell finishes last. Mrs. Cunningham, you know her and Fonzie were just smashing it. Wow. You know they were. Yeah, That's why he let her call her Arthur. Oh, my God. The only Tom one Bosley, Bosley had no idea. Right He'd behind go the off to work, and it was all morning long. Right, right behind the curtains. <laughs> Two thumbs up if you know what don't i'm what saying are you doing up at fonzie's place there don't, Brian? Know, don't know what to say really delivering cookies yes I, I think i think we'll come back maybe with some more yeah, that's news. a great setup to tell you that all, hey! I, all i need right is some tasty blood and some leaves what's that saying <laughs> uh, all i need is a weather forecast to drive my yamaha is. scooter that Tim Bloom delivered. Uh, it's maintained and stored by EcoFund Motorsports among their many services. Eco you should have went with Fonzie had a motorcycle. EcoFund hey, Motorsports. Hey. EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. Electric bikes in stock. Uh, scooters that turn. My brother called me. He's got a. He bought a scooter last year mm -hmm. from EcoFund. Forty nine CC. One of the scooters that turns every urban errand into an adventure. He uh, loaded it with non-ethanol gas and seafoam, put it away in his storage building. Six months to the day yesterday, he got it out, turned the key, vroom, nice. started right up. Love it's that. an EcoFun supplied scooter. Uh, also, side-by-sides, uh, youth recreational equipment, service and apparel, the Vanderhall Roadster. Oh, God, I'm afraid to go look at one because I want one. Uh, you have to see those in person. 195 horsepower, four-cylinder turbocharged, street legal. They remind me of old Morgans, if you can, if you can picture that. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just immediately west of Interstate 35, and in Burnsville on the Service Road of Life near County Road 42. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. Fonzie and Mrs. C. Oh, yeah. When when Fonzie said, "Sit on it." Whoa! He wasn't talking Come on, about man, the it hurts my laugh. <laughs> I thought it was Potsy. Didn't Potsy say, "Sit on it"? I think no. they all did. Well, they yeah, all did. Was, uh, yeah. But when Fonzie said it, he meant it. Rook, I want you to sit on. Um, Ouch. Um, Minnesota Masonic. Let me know when you're ready. Why, if Biden is such a great guy and a family guy and claims to be in touch with his grandchildren all the time, why is he ignoring the kid that Hunter had with the stripper? Well, I think it's pretty obvious why. Well, why? Isn't Hunter himself denying? No, it's been proven by a 
genetic test. That's his kid. Right. The wife's suing him for some support. He claims he doesn't have any money. But I think that that's why. Uh That's why he's, Joe is pretending to ignore. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Rolling. Quite some time ago, I told you about the Minnesota Masonic Charity Scholarship Program. Well, it's getting larger and larger at the moment. As one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota, Minnesota Masonic Charities is proud to uh, support the young people of Minnesota. And I've seen some of the letters already. I've seen the program. It is fantastic. They launched a brand new scholarship program, unlike anything I've ever seen and you've ever seen. It's called the Selfless Scholar. You want to know the way it works? The program works like this. Instead of inviting students to apply for a scholarship based on their own achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. After receiving hundreds of wonderful stories, MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. Over the course of the next several weeks, I'll be sharing some of those stories with you, GL listeners. Another cool thing about the scholarship, the 15 $5,000 scholarships are split between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to be creative and write the story about the person and the uh, other guy, the other guy. It's such a great deal. Yes, the one who got the attention of the peer, the other guy. That's what we're calling him. I can't wait for you to hear some of these stories, and I can't wait for you to be more involved in the scholarship program for next year. If you'd like a sneak peek, go to mnmasoniccharities.com and ask for the other guy. You know, the other guy. Wrote the story of the person Audio corner got the attention of a peer. I am an audio corner. I need a helicopter. All of Twitter is way behind the paid leave Minnesota thing. Oh, my God. Every tweet. It's just a giant party over there this right now. This is great. We're going to do all well. Yep. Just hope they have a job to come back to. Well, that's oh, your thing. Yeah. Oh, I just found one negative comment. Who is it from? Radio Todd 13. Politically homeless, free thinker, live and let live. What's up, Todd? Oh, hey, Kenny. Uh, Hans, via the town council, wants to know. Ask Kenny about Alice the Maid. Where does she rank? <laughs> God. <laughs> well, her and the butcher. And her and the butcher were oh, tenderizing right. meat, weren't Sam they? The butcher, right. Tenderizing yeah. meat. <laughs> really? Really? There you go, Hans. Yikes. Hey, I Carol's. She was a babeski. Mrs. The Florence Henderson. Yeah. No, oh, Florence, Florence Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. Well, weren't she in, seriously, weren't she in Greg Brady? A uh, windnut. I believe that's a rumor that we've never substantiated. Joe, Chris. where are you on that? What show? Brady Bunch. I don't know that show. Mm-hmm. Here's well, let me a, tell you, story. It's a story. A man named Brady <laughs> who was raising three boys. Was of his he own. an architect? He yes. was. Yeah. How'd you know that? Out in uh, California, Sherwood, California, I think. Then the one day the lady met this fellow. They all had hair of gold, the three girls. What's for dinner? Meat. Come on. I don't know. Pork chops and applesauce. You know what you can that do? was a line from uh, little Bobby was poking around the kitchen. Alice and oh, Mrs. Brady were making something goodness. dinner. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's a shame. It's not. It's just a shame. It's not. There's it's people in the town council going, I remember pork chops and applesauce. 
Remember Don, Don Drysdale was on one show? Worst actor in the world. He didn't get it. You know who loves? He visited the Brady's. You know who loves the short clips of the Brady Bunch is Super 70 Sports. Yeah. He'll say, what the hell is Bobby thinking chucking that you know, screen pass down the hallway with the basketball that knocks the lamp over? The cat's coming back. Let's go. Oh. Hurry up. Here we go. <laughs> Hurry up. The yellers, it's golf season. Ladies and gentlemen, join team number one. We got to talk about so, taking Fridays off. From St. Paul, here. Minnesota, the amateur Joe Sushkare. Ken, you ready? You're my I'm son. not going to be here this Friday. <laughs> is that your hat? Neither am I. I don't want to be either. Guys, I need to know this stuff. I just decided I'm done. I'm done. All right, well, can you get your ads in before you take off? All right, I'm rolling. Yeah. If you've got a Gustus, and this is better at that show done really fast. <laughs> TK Mags. They uh, swung open the doors at 10 a.m. today with a wide selection of all sorts of firearms, rifles, shotguns, revolvers, pistols, along with ammunition, magazines, accessories, parts, even gunsmithing. They're a full-service joint over there in uh, New Brighton. They serve the entire, well, yeah, the Twin Cities area, but then beyond. They have a fantastic website, dkmags.com. Special orders are their specialty. Uh, they'll be happy to help you find whatever you're looking for. Uh, they'll also buy the old stuff you don't want. Maybe you want to trade in something, get something new. Good idea. Uh, they can take a single item. They can take a, a whole house of firearms. It doesn't matter. Contact them if you want to sell something. They even do consignment if that's your deal. Not a big problem. Wonderful staff, a great selection, very fair prices dk mags old eight in new brighton and on the web dkmags.com an interstate in central illinois reopened this morning after at least six people were killed more than 70 vehicles crashing in a dust storm yesterday oh. crashes along interstate 55 happened shortly before 11 in the morning in montgomery and sangamon county south of the state capital after dust from newly plowed fields took over the highway according to police 37 people were hospitalized with injuries ranging from life-threatening to minor, according to the Illinois State Police. Those injured ranged in age from 2 to 8 years old. 72 vehicles involved in the crashes, which happened along a two-mile stretch. Two semi-trucks also caught fire. Wrecks happened both north and southbound lanes, with all the deaths being reported in northbound lanes. The interstate reopened in both directions this morning, according to the Illinois Department of Transportation tweeting i wonder if they're having the winds we're having has uh, anybody blamed climate change yet or instead of blaming the drivers are we going to blame the farmers no kenny it's funny you say that i saw it reported that there are pen there there may be pending lawsuits against the farmers for this and i thought that's ridiculous wow i don't think of illinois as a dust storm place no that's what surprised me most as well Dry soil wins. I mean, they've got yeah. a lot of firms. Mm-hmm. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy spoke with President Biden, accepted an invitation to meet with the top four congressional leaders May 9th at the White House to talk about how to avert a debt limit breach. The president on Monday called the four leaders to invite them to May 9 meeting. Biden's invitation issued hours after Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned in a letter the U.S. could breach the debt ceiling by June 1st, earlier than expected, if Congress doesn't act. The letter set a narrow timeline for Congress to avert a first U.S. default as Congress and the White House remain deadlocked on the issue. 
And thanks to loyal listener Joe via the Garage Logic Town Council, I give you 20 seconds of President Biden, President Biden versus the teleprompter. We see it here again today. Companies like, and I hope I pronounced it right, Ame Power. Is it Ame? I believe that's right, yeah. Ame Power, Florida Small Business Winner Award winner, uh, Business Week winner one. Laughing at him. Strategery. Yeah. That make it seem look like genius, doesn't it? Like a well spoken. Our once great nation. Wow. It's just sad. I think that this once great nation could face another presidential election between the between the two most that. unfit people to run for office in history. I'm uh Glad you brought that up, Joe, because, well, I lost the story, but uh, CNN's taking a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. They've, they've lined up a town hall with Donald Trump. And, uh, oh, my goodness. And uh, there's, some, there's some folks going after a little bit for that. So, well, he has uh, no policies. He has no ideology. It'll just be a retribution. Did he go after, uh, what's her name, Kaylee, is it McEnany? Is that how you pronounce her last name? For basically saying something nice about DeSantis? Don, just sit the play out. It's just terrible. It's just we're just so doomed in everywhere you look. I think everyone here recognizes Don't how extraordinary. Get her off that air. And that As... teleprompter thing with Biden, he's like that guy in that movie you keep talking Who about. Put the question where he'll read anything you put up there. Well, if he can read it, no, if he he'll can try. sound it out. He'll yeah. try to read it. <laughs> The, uh, we talked about this earlier, Gordon Lightfoot, Canadian folk singer whose rich plight of baritone and gift for melodic songwriting made him one of the most popular recording artists of the 70s, died last night in Toronto. He was 84. Uh, the uh, publicist did not specify a cause, but Lightfoot has a number of health problems in recent years. Fast rising star in Canada in the early 60s, he broke through to international success when his friends and fellow Canadians, folk singers Ian and Sylvia Tyson, recorded two of his songs, Early Morning Rain and For Lovin' Me. Uh, For Lovin' Me has been recorded by hundreds of entertainers, one that Bob Dylan said he wished he had written and recorded himself. When Peter, Paul, and Mary came out with their own versions of his songs and Marty Robbins reached the top with Lightfoot's Ribbon of Darkness, his reputation soared. When folk music ebbed in popularity, overwhelmed by the British invasion, he began writing ballads aimed at a broader audience. He scored one hit after another beginning in 1970 with If You Could Read My Mind, Sundown, Carefree Highway, Rainy Day People, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Lightfoot had some medical issues over the years, collapsing and almost dying on stage in 2002 after suffering an aneurysm. He recovered, continued writing and touring. Gordon Lightfoot was 84 years old. One month after Cash App founder Bob Lee was found stabbed on the streets of San Francisco, his alleged killer will appear in court today, 38-year-old Nima Momeni. A 38-year-old tech entrepreneur who reportedly knew Lee personally will be arraigned on murder charges in San Francisco in a case that riveted the world. Lee was found with multiple stab wounds in downtown San Francisco in the early morning hours of April 4th. In the days that followed, an information void and lack of arrest sparked speculation that the killing had been a random act of violence. But details soon emerged that changed that narrative, revealing the stabbing was the alleged result of a dispute between two acquaintances. Discussion of the crime has since shifted to whispers of rampant drug use, 
the high-flying world of tech executives, and a fatal showdown over Lee's relationship with Momeni's sister. According to court filings, Momeni had confronted Lee about his relationship with his sister. Officials said the sister sent Lee a text after an argument asking if the executive was okay. By then, he had already been stabbed. Security footage showing Momeni and Lee leaving a building together, them stepping, and him being stabbed, including in the heart. Hollywood's 15 years of labor peace shattered Tuesday as movie and television writers went on strike, bringing a lot of productions to a halt, dealing a blow to an industry that's been rocked in recent years by the pandemic and technological shifts. The unions representing the writers said in a statement hours before their three-year contract expired at midnight that they had voted unanimously to call a strike. They did begin walking picket lines this morning. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which bargains on behalf of Hollywood companies, said in a statement its offer included what they called generous increases in compensation for writers. The main sticking points, according to the studios, involve union proposals that would require companies to staff television shows with a certain number of writers for a specified period of time, whether needed or not. A Mississippi man was arrested during a traffic stop after he tried to hide his gun in a Taco Bell quesadilla, according to police. Hey, right here. Must be that big gumbo burrito or quesadilla. Devin P. Mitchell folded a gun into the quesadilla when police stopped him and driver Olivia Neff for a traffic violation. Officers reportedly saw Mitchell stuffing the handgun into a Taco Bell ba bag, prompting them to conduct a search of the vehicle and bag, and that's where they found the gun hidden in the meal. Mitchell found himself slapped with other charges after police also recovered methamphetamine, liquid heroin, and drug paraphernalia during yes, the search. Imagine, no wonder he was hungry. Mitchell was taken into custody, charged with possession of a controlled substance, with intent to distribute while in possession of a firearm, possession of a controlled substance, tampering with physical evidence, possession of a weapon by a felon, and position of possession of paraphernalia. John, that's... Uh, Jordy. Jordy calls it the new holster Rito from Taco Bell. Ah, wait, wait, he gets one of these. <laughs> you know, in, in keeping with everything else we've spoken about today, I was reading a piece in Alpha News that the DFL uh, is shutting out Republicans from committees. Last week, two major conference committees, one on public safety, and the and the judiciary omnibus bill and another on the environment, climate, and energy were formed without appointment of Republican legislators in the House. Danger. House Republicans expressed frustration in both instances, which they say breaks with past precedent of the majority party, appointing at least one member from the minority party to a conference committee. Specifically, House Minority Leader Lisa DeMuth said Democrats are shutting out Republican voices in the environment climate and energy bill by only appointing house DFLers to that conference committee who live within 20 miles of the state capitol. What could go wrong? Democrats know this bill has virtually zero support outside the metro because it will increase the cost of energy for Minnesota families and raise millions of dollars in fees when we have a $17.5 billion surplus, said DeMuth, the Republican from Cold Spring. The Conference Committee on the Public Safety and Judiciary omnibus, omnibus Bill also includes no Republicans from either the House or the Senate. For context, all the conference committees on major omnibus bills during the 2021-year budget year featured bipartisan membership. 
We're doomed. They're, there's, they have no interest in, uh, and that's why it's such a, a hypocritical lie to hear the governor say, we're fulfilling the promises that we made to Minnesota voters. Finally, no gridlock, this and that and the other thing. Uh, you're a disappointment, sir. You're just a major league disappointment. No, he's a bag of scum. Well, I, you're putting I, I, it I'm nicely. Being, being more charitable. No, he's a dirt ball and a liar and a thief. I take Kenny's side. Well, Senate DFLers have said they are working hard to ensure they have enough votes to pass universal background check and red flag bills. It's not yet known if they'll get support from two freshman DFL senators in Greater Minnesota on the Senate floor, or from senators in suburban swing districts. One of the public safety conferees is first-term Senator Judy Seberger, DFL Afton, who made news over the weekend when she published a tweet describing herself as one of the several moderate lawmakers who wish we were passing bills that were, were a little more, you know, moderate. And I suppose she'll take grief from the urban, uh, the hardcore urban of course you will. DFLers. So uh, Republicans have been left out of all the action up there as the uh, as the Mysterians enjoy the trifecta. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's take a small time. Joe, out. when yeah. you're about to chow down a revolver-filled quesadilla, you know what you need to wash that down with? Bullets. An ice-cold oh, glass of clean water. Oh, I like water. You know what? And you'll get that when you make the switch to Connecticut and Hofferman water. I love. Look at right here. I bring it every day. Is that See what you're this drinking? out of my pink water your bottle. Pink water bottle because it fits in my cup holder. That's why I use that one. Anyway, uh, Hofferman water, the best in the business. Get on the schedule. I keep telling you, spring is busy, so get on the schedule now if you want to have somebody come out and give you that free water analysis. They're here for you. Call them today. Nine five two. 894-4040-952-894-4040. Listen, bad water is terrible, and it can affect almost every aspect of your home. But you get that new system from Connecticut, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's a water softener, an iron roster odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. Hofferman Water has got you taken care of. Visit their website and see everything that they have online. HoffermanWater.com. They have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Huh? How many ads are left? Kenny has one. I hear there's really bad construction on uh, Pel- Pelham. Yeah, I can walk there in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> This just in. Okay. John, don't forget to send me new stories. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I will do that right now then. Right now then. Okay. Joe, are you ready? You know, the CP has has her own business, small business, designing (laughs) weddings. Flowers. She does a great job, by the way. Right. She's the best in the game. She does about four a year. Is she going to be impacted by this, I wonder? Well, she's her only employee. Will she she get a notice saying, if you don't want to partake, here's the fee you need to pay us? Does she have employees? No. Then no. No. Well, well, she's got, uh, you know. The free help. Right. A sucker that works for free. Oh, she'll get a granted to help her. 
and slipper a hun, but that's that's not an employee. Ooh, don't admit uh, to that. Uh, that grandkid now. You'd think the state might give her some money just because, you know, she has to live with you. Here comes the Minnesota <laughs> oh, Department God. of Revenue. Oh, kind. That was mean, wasn't that it? That was terrible. I apologize, Joe. You know I'm kidding. You know I I <laughs> you you apologize if, if I was offended. If. Yes, I apologize if yeah. you were offended. You know what's worth that. exploring, and I only saw this via Walter Hudson's Twitter account, is that the Republicans offered an amendment to this. Amendment? <laughs> to what? An addendment? The, the paid family. Yeah, but I won't be paid attention to it. No, I get that, but it's worth exploring to see what it was that they countered Well, with. would you please take care of that and get him on to tell us what their, what their proposal was? Get him on tomorrow. Oh, really? He'd be I, good to have on. I, I, I will. Get him on tomorrow. Who? What do you want, Owl? Walter Hudson. Boy, I've been hearing the owls a lot at night. Have you? Wow. John, should I do it or should I? I probably should <laughs> Not, not the what an owl thing. The, the Geico commercial yeah. makes John laugh every time. It does. It's please, funny. Please don't. <laughs> it's funny. Let's go. Are you ready? Yeah, Kenny, you got something. Okay. Who? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Joe, I'm telling you, alone. That's the way to do it, so. <laughs> get rid of us. Uh... You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. The Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn Mower Sale continues through May at Tri-State Bobcat. Let's start with the 42-inch uh, Time Cutter Zero Turn, 2999 If you're sick of following, chasing that mower around, pushing it, uh, this is your baby, and that's a really good price, and you're going to really enjoy mowing your lawn with the Zero Turn. The 15-inch time cutter, 3499 and the ace and hole, big one, the 16-inch Titans Max Zero Turn. With the My Ride, 6499 That's a hell of a savings, a hell of a deal on a hell of a machine. That My Ride suspension, you will love it. Makes mowing a large yard or acreage. If you get to sit on that thing for a while, it's going to be a whole lot easier on your aching bones. That Kawasaki engine, super powerful. Very reliable, and the Toro design and build is absolutely brilliant. It really makes cleaning these units and servicing them really, really easy. Uh, and when you go to Tri-State Bobcat and you start examining the Toro time cutters, you're going to see why Toro is the leader in the lawn care industry. And while you're there, stroll around the showroom. They've got some pretty cool, fun tools and machines that you can buy and or rent. Three locations in the Twin Cities metro. We're talking Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And down in uh, Owatonna, all of these deals are available at Mankeys. They're part of the Tri-State family. Spend some time on that website. Check everything out, tristatebobcat.com. Only because they come to us all the way from the uh, Fernandia, the Villages, Florida, from the Traveling Limans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Joe, today is May 2nd. In 1903, automobile license number one was issued for a Packard owned by R.C. Wright of St. Paul. Hmm. I wonder if the family kept that. Wouldn't that be neat? Oh, I hope they did. <clears throat> on this day, in 1976. 5 2. A baseball game was canceled. I had a Roycey like acid. Yeah, you really there. did. 
a, a baseball game was canceled at Metropolitan Stadium due to what? Metropolitan Stadium. Uh, flooding. Nope. No, nope. Uh, animals. Something some with animals. Hail. Kenny was right. Dang Snow. The latest snow out in Minnesota history. Twins history. On this day in 1986. You mean May 2nd? The Steger International Polar Expedition, led by Will Steger and Paul Shirky of Ely, reached the North Pole. And team member Anne Bancroft of St. Paul was the first woman to cross the Arctic to the Pole. Mm-hmm. And on this day in 1992... Was the Will thing before or after he came out of the fair with you? Uh, before. Okay. Before. Then he brought a block of ice to the fair. <laughs> on this day in 1992... Nobel laureate Rigoberta Menchu of Guatemala visited the Twin Cities as a guest of the Minneapolis American Indian Center. Hmm. I, I don't know of her, but she was a Nobel laureate. Rigoberta okay. Menchu of hmm. Guatemala. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> Hold on. You caught me unexpectedly. Oh, wait. You got her stacked up? Yeah. Gealers, listen to the Rook. Listen to the Rook. Tell you Pod MN on your smartphone. Very easy to navigate on your smartphone. Go to Pod MN to find out any type of podcast that you might be interested in. Education, entertainment, sports, whatever the case may be, it can be found at Pod MN on your smartphone. YouTube, we got a great YouTube page. Can you subscribe? You subscribe to that, and you're going to be entertained for hours. When there's no podcast to listen to, go yeah. to YouTube. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. There's some, there's some really good old stuff in there. My trip to South Dakota from way back. That was. Uh, and all those kids are not Don't like, touch that real <laughs> dial. <laughs> yeah, Matthew trying to unload the camper dumpster. It's that's all about you, isn't it, baby? Really is, honey. Uh, that's uh, subscribing to you to, to, on YouTube to Garage Logic. And then go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town council. 100 bucks a year or $10 a month. You can get a Fratelloni $10 hardware and garden store gift card. Get, uh, get John Reynolds in there. I'm ready for you. Well, John Reynolds uh, explains why proposed family leave bill will destroy small businesses. Is it R-E-Y? And I'll look yeah. up. John Reynolds. One more time, sorry. John Reynolds. John Reynolds will explain why the proposed family leave bill will destroy small businesses. Leave. Men. Okay. If you can afford your mortgage, you can also afford somebody else's. (laughs) Else's? Is that what you said? Is that right? E L S E apostrophe S. Yeah, okay. Yes, sir. Yes. Where do you got the apostrophe? After the E before the yeah, S. Very good. John Hyde. Johnny Hyde. With a Gordon Lightfoot tribute. <laughs> oh, kind of. Don't you want me to mention Gordon? Yes. Okay. 
kid would play his music. Right. <laughs> All he's dead, what would he care? His estate could still sue us. His estate would contribute. No, his estate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> you going to go hit him straight? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is your first round? Uh, yeah. A little rusty? I pulled around with that. To Gordon Light Foot. Foot. Oh. Did I spell it right? Why oh, I got the squiggly line? Isn't he no noted? L I G H T foot. Yeah. When it why does it have the squiggly line, John? I, I don't know, Chris. <clears throat> Oh well. Squigglies. Dealy <sighs> yeah. Hey, Ken. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, were you serious about Friday or just for the no, show? I was goading him. That's what I thought. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. He's just saying that to piss me off. I know he is. Oh, uh, Johnny. Yes, sir. Um, what? Why did Judge go on the disabled list? That slide against the twins. He screwed up his hip. Dang it! I owe William a dollar. Why? Because William said he got hurt against the twins, and I thought, no, he didn't. Yeah, he it's he played the next day, but he John, took himself out of the game. This is great, and also pissing me off. I'm getting FYI on baseball for my freaking kid now. That's funny. It's odd. I love it. It's great. Because he, every morning now, it's MLB Network watching highlights. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, he got hurt on the weird slide when okay. he's trying to steal third. Dang it. He's they, uh, they, I mean, you and I stinks. Had, had this discussion a million times, and Kenny doesn't care, but taking the pitcher out last night in the ninth inning after he threw 82 pitches was going great is what lost him that game. This is, what the hell? Who was it? Cole? No, it was uh, uh, Herman, and I mean he was in total control. Didn't he have an arm issue though last year? Uh, no, he's well, he missed a, he missed a season because he was suspended yeah. or part of a season. Oh. What, or was, was he, the other guy hurt? What Severino. Was yeah, he was again. Hurt, right? Who's again hurt this oh, year? That's what so. I was thinking of. And I didn't go Earl Weaver on it, so don't give me that crap. Earl Weaver. Why are you walking Danny Ford? <laughs> yeah, he he had given up one hit. He struck out the first hitter in the ninth. Next guy got a bloop single. Boone pops out of dugout, takes him out. Is he going to get fired? Things went to hell from there. Boone? Just, I don't think so, but. Because ownership loves him, right? If he's going to get fired, shouldn't it have been last year when they had the best record in the majors and then went to hell and, for two months? That's where I would have fired him. Doesn't matter. I'm I'm rooting for the Tampa's. They suck. Uh, don't use that word. Actually, they don't. They're pretty good. Although they did blow yeah. that lead against the Whiteys. I'm rooting for the Orioles. Yeah, I could root for them too. I love what the Pirates are doing, man. God. Did I tell you my pirate story from spring training? Arr. No. We went. Well, we basically saw them play the Twins two games in a row, or whatever. So when we went up to Bradenton, which is a neat, I really like that ballpark. And we were sitting with next to a an older couple, 
that are from Pittsburgh, but relocated to Florida and they're just diehards. And anyway, so the old guy and I were just chatting about baseball and whatever. I said, so what do you think of the club? Oh, we're going to suck again this year. He said, <laughs> He's like, we got some kids that can play, but we're going to suck again. So, all right. I thought they looked pretty good in spring training, to be honest. They're looking good now. That's for sure. I got to get to that ballpark. Yeah, I've been saying that for five years. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think we're gonna do a baseball road trip this year. We did spring training. That's enough. It already cost me way too much money. <laughs> Plus, we did. We already did Kansas City. I don't even think we're gonna do anything over the Fourth of July because we've got freaking baseball every weekend. Was uh, did was Rodney's act um, dirty? Because he's always fairly clean on Carson. Yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, there were you know innuendos. He talks about sex was, a lot. Yeah, a lot of innuendo, but I don't think it was. You know, I don't think there was any swearing or anything like that. But he was buddies with some of the most foul comedians on the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he's just one line after another. It's then Carson is a perfect setup, man. <laughs> and he gives that, them they always give each other a little sly look, and you can tell, you know, <laughs> something else is coming. How long did we? How long ago did we lose Rod? Oh it's God! A while? Oh yeah, it's been. Rodney said uh, the doctor told him to start smoking so he could stop chewing gum. They're smoking. They're sitting on, on stage smoking. This is so awesome. Holy crap, it was a long time. Yep. Almost 20 years. What was he? Was he 80? Uh, it says here he was, what's 21 to 2004? 83, right? 83. Or he would have been 83 one month after yeah. he died. Before he would have been 83 one month before he died would make no sense, John. Real name? Jack Roy. Oh, I didn't know that. Born Rodney Jacob Rodney Cohen. Huh. God, he was funny. I just looked up his net. He was only worth 10 million bucks. How is that possible? Bye, Kenny. I don't know. I don't well, know. I One, oh, he was married four times. Oofta. Oh, there you go. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Got my answer. <laughs> once, though, it was the same woman, or twice. You know what I mean? What? He, he remarried one. Oh, Joyce, is it Indig? Joyce Indig. Married in 51, divorced in 61, remarried in 63, divorced again in 70. Divorce learned from the out. first time. What's the line? The divorce didn't quite work out. The divorce didn't work out. Joyce Indig, I have no idea who she is. Joyce looks like she may have had some work done. Never seen her that I'm aware of. She looks like she's Joyce about 40 Indy. years younger than him. Unless that, unless that's a daughter. 
Hmm. Wow. She died young. Oh, she's not with us anymore? She died in 77. Well, then they, is that, does that what ended the marriage? No, they got divorced again in 70, it said. Ah. And she died 1977. Wait, I got on here, John. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Married Joyce Indig, 51 to 61. Yeah. Oh, this is wrong. Computer's wrong. 63 to 70? Yeah, but then one? also has 49 to 62. For, yeah, 49 to 62. But it has it three different times they got married on here. That can't be right. Oh, my God, I'm confused. What? <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> uh... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I have a lot of, it. yeah, I guess the town council won't mind me sharing this, although they're, they probably all checked out since it's just you and me, um, on my, you know, I go on Facebook once a day to post the GL yeah. podcast. Yes. And I, I'm friends with a lot of you know, service industry people and um, people that work, you know, you know, because I've worked in the industry. Anyway, sure. it's so funny to watch their reactions to certain things with a lot of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. yeah I just want to laugh. Like, for instance, uh, one gal who's I, I like as a person, but she's she's really, really in favor of a lot of the things that are being passed right now. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And she's now outraged about um, the carjackings and everything that took place. And she was about one of the most outspoken to fund the police people. I can, <laughs> I can tell you, but I just don't want to say anything on there because you know. I, I got uh, I got an email from a guy who wanted to know why we don't answer anybody on Facebook, and I didn't have the heart to write him back and say. None of us ever look at the Facebook stuff. Oh, I never. I, I post. I'm on Facebook, I would bet, for about 60 seconds a day. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I go to Facebook because there's a lot of st stuff. See you, Rook. See you, Rook. There's a lot of music stuff on there. But like GL, I got rid of. I, I don't even see the GL thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I thought I, sh I could send him a message saying, well, Kenny and Joe aren't on Facebook. And I never checked the Facebook. Uh, post for GL, but I yeah. thought no, I'll just leave it alone. I'm not just let it. it go. Oh, it's just going to go to. All right, thank you, Brad. Thank you, yeah. I got lunch on. I got lunch on Rook. Lunch on Rook. I got to go eat something. I got to do an interview for the magazine this afternoon. Well, oh God, I got to record with Mike by Town Council. Okay, <laughs> I'll I leave to that. that. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding.